Welcome back, everyone, to the Reverse Car. This is Andy, and this is Cole. All right, today's agenda. We're jumping right into it. Yes, sir. No more wasting time. Today's agenda. <laughs> I will talk a little bit about the rising labor issues in China, and as labor sh- shortage increase, people are not happy about their wages. What are you gonna talk about today, Cole? Um, that sounds fascinating. I'm I'm excited for that. I'm gonna yeah. talk about um. Well, it's a little bit of a couple of different smorgasbord. Is that a word? That's a word, right? It's a smorgasbord of topics uh, that kind of have to do with this podcast. Other podcasts I watch. Shout out to Tiger Belly by Bobby Lee. But um, him and two other dudes who happen to be Korean were on, and they talked a lot about identity as an Asian American. Mm-hmm. And kind of like not sacrificing um, yourself to gain popularity and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about David Cho and Stephen Yun um, and their individual art yeah. as well. And then I think a little bit about Bella Porch, the oh, TikTok star. Wow. I think I'm saying that right. I uh, Sure. I think so. I don't think he... Porch. Porsche. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't watch. Okay, okay. So Neither do I. I don't have TikTok, but I like I her know. music, and that's what we're going to talk yes, about. Sir. So, okay, all right. Let's get right into it. Right into it. Do you want to start? You oh, yeah, start? sure. Um, yeah. So, I was watching this uh, Tiger Belly episode yep. about a week or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, it starts with. I mean, their podcasts are just kind of like an interview. Okay. And so, David Cho was on. <clears throat> and he's he was just talking talk about who is david yeah Cho sorry yeah. yeah david Cho is an artist mm-hmm. um and kind of like a a personality in the entertainment world okay. i think he was like he was like friends with anthony bourdain if you know who that is um who's mm-hmm. passed away now oh. yeah rip anthony bourdain but um yeah he's kind of a figure in entertainment as an artist um he's a painter mostly um okay. And I think he actually has a new show that just came out this month on FX and on Hulu. Wait, he's a um, show? It's called The David Cho Show. No, um, he's just friends with like a lot of different artists okay. and entertainers is okay. kind of my point there. Yeah, that, that was a little unclear. Sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah, so David Cho is, uh, is the guest on that Tiger Bell episode with Bobby Lee, yep. who is the host. And Bobby Lee is also uh, kind of just an entity and an entertainer in Hollywood, but he is mostly a comedian. Um, yeah. So it's like a comedic yeah. podcast and it starts off funny, um, but they dive into some issues that I kind of wanted to talk about today about just like not sacrificing your identity as an Asian American. Um, and yeah, yeah, David Cho, he kind of challenges Bobby and, you know, Stephen Young comes on afterwards mm-hmm. and they talk about how, um, Bobby paved the way for them as Koreans because all three of the dudes are Korean. Yep. Um, he paved the way for them to just be themselves when literally they didn't see anybody else that looked like them in media. Yeah. And yeah, yeah so I, I have a few questions for you kind of about media and seeing yourself in media. Yep, yep. Uh, but first, I think we should just shout out some of the things that both David Cho and Stephen Yun have done along with Tiger Belly, which I already shouted out. But um, David Cho's show, and then Stephen Yun, 
he I think he was he was nominated for a bunch of Oscars for Minari, Whoa. which is uh like a A twenty four indie film. Yep. Um yep. I haven't seen it, it looks really good. And then he's also in he voices the Invincible. I don't know if you've have you seen Invincible? Maybe. Maybe. It's like a superhero animated show yes, came yes. out oh, this year. Yep. Um super amazing. And Steven Young's in that one as well. So those are those are kind of the two um things I wanted to shout out. But then yeah, just kind of questions for you. Like mm-hmm. this idea of, you know, one of Bobby Lee's things that the guys were complimenting him on and you know appreciated him for in this podcast was that he he doesn't do voices he's kind of like this eccentric like weird just very specific personality that has nothing to do with like tropes about korean dudes you know what i mean yeah so is there is there like people that you've looked to in society that Mm -hmm have made you feel like you could be yourself as an Asian American and kind of like, how do you see your identity as a Chinese yeah, American yeah. person? I know, cause I know you also grew up in Beijing, so it's like that, a little true. bit different maybe for you since you didn't spend your whole life here, but yeah. yeah. I, I think in, in that aspect, I was just going to talk about that cause it's a lot easier for me to find confidence in myself, I would say, or mm. Asian people in general. Like I grew up in a world where history books are, winner like asian people are a winner in them like chinese people <laughs> invented gunpowders it's the chinese people invented the compass it's chinese people invented paper mer- making it's chinese people invented printing yeah so it's in fact like i there's all like no white people in chinese history book yeah it's just like there are almost no asian people in u.s history book exactly right? yeah so that that to say it's it's different because there are no white people that are native to China. And like white people that didn't really contribute to China. In fact, it more, more or less it harmed Chinese historical growth because British colonized China. And then there's a, a uh, country invasion of Beijing. Mm. The, uh, you know, in the hundred years of shame that China suffered. Yeah. But, but it's like the opposite story in the U.S. Yeah, I, totally. I see mostly... Where Asian American and U.S. brought positive change to this country, don't you agree? Yeah, totally. Like the transnational um, railroad. Yeah. So the, that's the Chinese immigrants were there, and I imagine many other Asian immigrants were. Huge contributions on both coasts, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And everywhere, but yeah, just like in the formation of kind of like modern industrialization. That that's a good question, and. Uh, you know, living here, which I am, I yeah. am living. In <laughs> I definitely see a like a decent amount of Asian representation in in media. Now, to say all of them are appropriate, maybe not, but you know, it's not like I guess in the twenties or fifties, it's just yeah. all white people and like three black guys. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there, I definitely say that is some representation but i i think i see a trend mm. in modern days that the representation are getting better and better you know we we have we have not not to shaming like actors not no. to uh, put them down but you know a lot of films like you said were about stereotypes yeah uh, we're about chinese people doing kung fu asian people doing kung fu yeah people speaking broken english yeah exactly math 
what's that one movie where people got drunk and raced in Vegas and they found a guy that was lost? I think that might be Bobby Lee. I'm trying to think. It's uh, um, is it not Get Out? Oh, no, it's not Bobby Lee. It's Hangover. 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 That one guy, and he's like, yeah, he's that's such a stereotypical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually a doctor. You know the guy? Yeah, he's a comedian. What's his name? Um, We can search it up. Yeah. Do justice for everyone. But he is literally a license. Or he was. <laughs> he, he still probably can renew his license. But he, he is a doctor in real life. But like in the movie, he played a, such a stereotypical role. And we, I think we're seeing less of that. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You know, the movie that really are doing well, uh, you know, at least that's coming up, 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 up. Yeah. The new Marvel movie where it's Asian cast, Asian superheroes. They're not speaking broken English. They're having fun. They're doing their stuff. And yeah. They're being heroic. They're being powerful. Yeah. They're being, you know, doing cool stuff. Yeah. And I see a lot of that, not just in the Asian community, but you yeah. cross out every community that used to be just a stereotype just a joke yeah you know, like african-american community there's i think better representation hispanic population yeah well we some some middle eastern i'd say and different people yeah, different well, regions there in india but like black panther that's a yeah. great great example it's coming up you know it's it took a long time but i think yeah movie is realistic and like capitalistic even a representation of our yeah. culture right Totally. Enough to make money, they gotta be more, like they gotta conclude, include sorry, as much audience as possible. Right. Yeah. And to do so, you want to offend as least amount of people possible. Having a movie where, you know, where the cast are stupid, stereotype. Yeah. You're only gonna get very narrow audience, and you're not really the future there. Yeah. And people are not gonna enjoy your movie twenty years, ten years later. Yeah. Not, that's what's looking now. They want a movie, movie that sell, and Netflix want to buy, HBO want to buy. I'm telling you, HBO is not gonna buy a piece of garbage. No, yeah. They're not gonna buy a racist stereotype anymore. Yeah. That's not funny anymore. Simply to us. Yeah, and no. To our children probably. That's like, I'm interesting teach to think about. About racism. Yeah. I'm gonna tell them, you know, it's not funny if you see your people, other minorities. Yeah. You know, or peaceful disabilities, yeah. or fat people, or you know, LGBT people. It's not funny to call yeah. them names and make yeah. fun of them. Yeah. And they're not gonna laugh at those jokes in the movie. Yeah. Or maybe they will, but eventually, I, I think as they grow, get older, no, they won't. Yeah. And you know, movie these days, most of them just care about making money. Yeah, true. Yeah, I was going to say, like, white people love cr crazy rich Asians. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. Not necessarily, yeah. Crazy rich Asian bombed. Like, it went horrible in the Chinese market. Cause That's nobody, so interesting. Nobody liked it. It was, like, a shitty movie. <laughs> we got to make this episode explicit now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, oh, I know. Mistakes are made. Yeah, but no. Chinese people saw it was a horrible drama. Yeah. Because what people don't understand is, like... Asian people see Asian people in movie in Asia all the time. They don't really care yeah. about oh, there's Asian. What? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that's su that's it's super interesting to think about like the two different kind of lenses that you've had media through because like you 
yeah, that must have been kind of jarring to come from a place where everything is like somebody that looks like you. And then like, yeah. it's, you know, I was going to say, there's also like no disrespect. I, I don't think to like, you know, as me as a white guy, I'm not saying like I'm Jackie Chan does. I don't know if that is just his accent or if he does a voice or whatever a lot of the time. But does because he didn't he grew up speaking British English for, mm. and you was mixed with Chinese accent. There's there's no way out because in UK yeah. everybody had Chinese accent. And yeah. Unless you're living an international school. Yeah. Like a white like a British family, you're gonna have a little bit of that. Yeah. Well, basically, my point there was like because yeah. I was just thinking of like what movies have I seen like growing up that actually had Asian characters in it, and I can only think of like Jackie Chan movies, which is bad. Yeah, yeah. But um, also you know props to him for getting the bag like he has a ton of money yeah. and he's been in great movies mm-hmm. and maybe he did a voice or whatever like i guess it's just like it's also easy for us to be like oh well, that's like as as white people i guess not mm-hmm. us and you and me but like oh like that's perpetuating stereotypes like you can't support movies and i'm like uh okay well a lot of these asian actors are just trying to to make it and yeah I mean, like it's it's a real tough business in Hollywood as a minority person. So absolutely, Bruce Lee, the yeah, Bruce Lee, like they all had Chinese accent. I think that's part where the stereotype it's from. Yeah, totally. The tropes in the fifties and the Western, before, Western yeah. people, Americans saw Chinese people maybe for the first time in their life. They're like, "Whoa, this is their accent." Mm. And in the future movie, they want to see the same thing. But also, you know, even Bruce Lee. Jackie Chan, they have a Chinese accent in China because it's like dialect in China is different. So yeah. sometimes when I listen to Ch- to Jackie Chan speaking Chinese, I can tell he doesn't speak Mandarin. That's not his native language. Yeah. Because he speaks Cantonese. Interesting. Right? So yeah. I think accents is not bad. It's not good. I don't, I don't yeah. think uh, having accents makes you worse or better. No, yeah, but just maybe like doing an accent that you don't. I guess that I think that yes. was that's Bobby Lee's thing. That's, it's like that's the key. I he think. he was talking on the podcast about he used to maybe more take a role like a small role to do a voice mm-hmm. to get money. Yep. But he's got financial stability to the point he got asked to do a movie like uh, a couple months ago where they were like, "I want you to do a voice," and he he was like, "You know, I'm." I would love to do this movie. I'm just not comfortable with doing a voice. Yeah. And they're like, okay, but I want a voice. <laughs> and he was like, okay, bye. It's yeah. just, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, that's so hard for struggling actor. Like, uh, yeah. You were t- who was it? We talked about that. If they don't do it, someone else will get hired to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, just like, I think, Asian actor. Oh, did I talk about somebody specific? Or I, oh, I think I was just saying that there's no. I I can't like mm-hmm. judge anybody for just getting getting the bag, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I just hope the trend. I, I can. Yeah, I can tell the trend is changing. Yeah, for sure. It's been changing. Uh, but you know, I have a lot of my. It's like hypothesis, borderline conspiracy theory. Okay, <laughs> let me explain my borderline conspiracy theory. We're ready. So. I think one of the reasons that African-American for centuries doesn't have a strong stand in the country because the continent Africa, the countries in Africa doesn't have nuclear power. Like it's not an African country that can just like 
If you treat America, boop, boop. If you treat black people bad poorly, we're gonna bomb you up. Yeah. Or like you know, the whole African continent, their GDP growth has been pretty staggering for the past fifty years, and you know, all of them, most of them are developing countries. Yeah. With like the capital city being pretty nice, it's like pretty much Minneapolis, but with a little bit more. It's like actually pretty nice their capital city, but yeah. the rural areas are really crappy. Yeah. Um, in that sense, right, they're not like global GDP contributing big house. You know, the, yeah. the dominant GD- GDP in the world right now is just China and U.S. These two are the biggest ones. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons more people in U.S. are respecting Asian people. Because mm. the world is made of mostly Asian people. That's interesting. Asian people yeah. are the majority. And in the next 50 years, power is going to shift to Singapore, Central Asia, sorry, South, South China Sea. Those are the, where the power is going to go. Yeah. So in that retrospect, think about that. Yeah. Like that power being shifted, I think, has an effect internationally. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. This is too much of a tangent to get into, but I also remember when I wrote that article on the Belt and Road Belt and road i think yeah, it's called that yep, initiative yep. uh basically how it's not just in africa but china has been buying like huge amounts of land yeah, to yeah. grow food for their people because they don't have room anymore is Ch- that what, what correct china facing is, this is like a we're gonna do a 30 yeah. second take and then yeah. we gotta move on yeah yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> we gotta move on to your thing, thing but it's simple as china is developing so much that he doesn't have that much room to develop in his native country. So in order to grow more, you gotta go out. Yeah. Like so basically, yeah. To create value, China is already at a somewhat capacity in a lot of infrastructure. Yeah. Like my biological dad, he works at a car plant. So he's a design engineer, and he's like the director of their sales team. And they're, they're like compact. They're, he moved to Beijing to sell to the Beijing market 20 years ago. But now there's, there's no market there. It's at a cap. He, they got to go like to Xinjiang. They got to go to like Mongolia. Because there's no, no one else is buying like their buses anymore. Interesting. So yeah. the next step is going to be Africa, Central Asia. You know, mm. These are the countries that they have to sell to because there's just no more, no more market in China anymore. Interesting. And that, that doesn't say like China is at a like peak. Yeah. But he's just saying lots of like these markets are getting more and more mature and it's harder to innovate, harder yeah. to tap into the profit. Deep deep thoughts from And speaking Ooh, good transition. Can I just can I just recap yes. a little bit yeah. what we just talked about? Absolutely, so yes sir. I don't know, just like my closing thoughts on all of those awesome artists, David Cho, Stephen Yun, yeah. and Bobby Lee, is um, go support them, all three yeah, of them. Absolutely. And also, I just think it's important, especially as people who are not Asian Americans mm-hmm. or Asian people, yep. for us to be kind of more aware of the portrayal of all of these people. And also, you know, not taking the you know high and mighty approach to actors yeah. who are doing maybe more stereotypical roles mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. to try to recognize and um you know appreciate that art so yeah i think so and to add on that note uh sometime when i watch a movie mm. 
uh, with my friends to a watchable movie with people I care about. Uh, you know, when these racist joke or sexist joke or stereotype come up, it's it's kind of funny. Like I I want to laugh, but I know. Yes. Yeah. Because that's not not something I want passed down to my kids' generation. Yeah. That's not that. I'll be honest. That's not something I want to see in my generation. It's right. funny. Like I admit it. But it's, but it's like, like you, you there are moments you know you can't eat the chocolates yeah like, like i know i gotta cut off the sweets even though i want it yeah you know, it's like the it, i'm not gonna finish the whole cake it's like the the capitalistic um i don't know it doesn't really have that much to do with capitalism but more like a cultural thing like yeah everything it's not every not even everything that is enjoyable because i think there's so many amazing actors and roles with asian people that are not stereotypical but i think yeah. the things that maybe sometimes are like you know action movies are hard hitting or just like knee slapping just yeah. using a lot of different words here but you know what i mean um basically sometimes the things that are f- like perceived as funny in culture are actually like by some people you know may- maybe you and maybe me as a as a white dude who's like a, l- a little bit educated i know that like oh you'd never actually perpetuate that stereotype in real life or you'd never yeah. you know do that mm-hmm. but like some people actually are taking that as like this is what all asian people are I like so in middle school, yeah it's, it's such a cultural I thing i don't know if you remember nick this is not not the tall nick this is the the big nick you know this, yeah like he thought i ate dog for the longest time he's like you should not eat dog i'm like dude i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> And you know, this is just. I'm laughing, but it's out of pain. Yeah. That's terrible. I know, and uh, I agree with you. I will laugh uh, at that too. But like, it's it's not really funny. No, like, that's fucking messed up. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's no. Exactly. No. Yeah. It's like, uh, like not all Chinese people eat dogs. By the way, this is true. This is true. Um, true facts. Yeah. Not all Chinese. <laughs> also, not all Asian people are Chinese. That's also true. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so. In a minute. <laughs> That's also okay, fast. I'm sorry that this okay. this bitch was thinking you ate dogs in high school, but what's no. your topic today, Andy? He's honestly a pretty chill dude, but like I think doesn't matter anyway. He got influenced. The wrong no, way. yeah, no, that's and the interesting thing about culture, right? He, I, he honestly is a nice person, and he was my coworker for a little bit. He's yeah. A pretty chill dude. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, stereotype made me dislike him a little bit <laughs> like, yeah I, I do not have great great time after that sentence but what i was pivoting yeah was about interesting that's happening interesting thing happening with the labor market in china so i think we mentioned a little bit about high skill job low skill job high yeah. wage job low wage job so in china there are lots of low wage jobs uh, in terms of manufacturing plants but um, I have an article from Weibo, which is like Chinese Twitter, and unfortunately it's censored. So this this new, this piece of news is gone. Uh, but I knew it was gonna be gone a week ago, so I copied all their Chinese words. <laughs> and that's something is pretty unfortunate in China. That anytime in something right now uh, that happens and it it gets a lot of people riled up, it just gets censored and it will disappear. But wow. like, they do still pop up, though. To mm. get censored, you need to like, reach enough people. So That's interesting. Like a, it's not good. I disagree with the method. But totally. Yeah, same. Yeah. 
And the English translation is violent. The country has uh, the shipping writers. Uh, the shipping writers in the country are giving off their jobs. Basically, uh, these are the package delivery people in China. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're unionizing, and they're saying together, we're going to stop working for the big corporation. Lots of Uh-oh. Yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> so it's basically Amazon unionizing, everywhere unionizing. These people getting paid nothing, almost nothing. Slang, slam, nothing. And they had enough. That's yeah. Perhaps. And they try no to penalize internally. But, of course, like, they're trying to encourage every delivery driver to unionize. And this news just got censored. So ah exactly. shit! <laughs> you know, think about it, the big businesses it? always win. <laughs> like either the country until so we like become anarchists. Yeah. And this work, this piece of news followed the boom of like delivery system in China. It's super efficient to get food in China. Like you go on your phone. Go on your WeChat, you order food, food gets to your door in like five minutes. Mm. It's a Amazon have two days delivery. China sometimes probably have two hours delivery. Most That's crazy. Like the efficiency of, of communism? No, no, not at all. More of like the brutality of capitalism. That's probably yeah. it. Whoa. That's, yeah. Flip the switch on me. The switch, okay, so what else? These people live in the, the bottom of the bottom, bottom. and they, they were they, they had promises from these companies i bet of retirement funds higher wages you know 401k but they got almost nothing they got almost nothing and overall it's improving their condition has been improving but it's at a such a slow rate yeah like insurance everyone likes to talk about improving don't they yeah it is so slow that it's practically not and Right, right now, now the, the big, big problem, problem is is more, more and more difficult for them to get money because China doesn't have a tip system. Like mm. It's not like they deliver something to you in three minutes and you're like, oh, that's efficient. Let me give them a $10 tip. That's not a habit for Chinese people. In fact, Interesting. Like, the majority of people on the day, like only we would pay. But when more people are delivering, yeah. they just basically pay them low wages because young people need to find jobs and have money. Yeah, you were t- talking about markets. Yeah. People are already working, do not want to quit their job. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, you can't find another one. Exactly. And with that, lots of people try to do these low-skilled jobs, which all often, low-skilled jobs are usually not high-paid jobs. No. Like, they can be less. It's a lot of, not a lot of people want to be plumbers, and they're pretty decent, decently paid. That's like 80K, 90K jobs. Yeah. But, but it's not, not the case in China. China. Low skill job, job usually. Shout out to our plumber who f- just fixed our bathroom. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? That low skill worker usually works low wage job. And yeah. They're are competing practically with each other, and that's what's driving the market even lower. The companies mm. don't have to pay that much. Yeah. The regulators in China are getting things done, so. But, but it's, it's not, not fast. And, and people, people are really mad. mad and that's why they're leaving China. Yeah. What, what, what do you think? Because I have an economic degree. And I yeah. learned a lot about unionizations, minimum wage, mm-hmm. economic mm-hmm. issues. 
What, what, what do you think is the economical reason behind unionization? Why would that benefit the workers? Or, you know, what yeah. do you know about well, you're you're talking to someone who is in a workers' union, oh, actually. Yes, I didn't know if you knew that, but um, yeah, yeah at this grocery store I work at, um, we have like a union. Back in the day, back in the day uh, when you were, yeah, <laughs> when you were a young lad, um, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the connections are too deep. Yeah, we're gonna get like murdered or something. But um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. For me, I, t I talked to like the union rep. Um, he actually always says hi to me, but yeah, and which is cool. And so it, I don't know. It just feels like there's a sense of agency yep. over our our work life. And I think in other jobs that I've had, where there is no like kind of third party um, protecting you as a worker, it feels like you're at just kind of the will of the machine or the man or whoever or the, or the capitalism yeah just a, a cog in the machine um so i don't know it, it feel it does actually feel like uh i have a little bit more control and you know it's still like you know they could pay us more that would be nice right but um overall like it's it's just helpful to have kind of a sense of agency over your your work life and i think kind of pivoting back to the situation in china here um it's yeah it's tough because like you were saying the, some, when the markets are capped and we've you know seen different financial crises in the u.s over the years and all that stuff like there's not really much you know people could do either just because of the government systems in china or whatever like um yeah it's it's hard it's there's i just doubt that there's any way that they're going to be able to unionize but i guess you know that's how unions are started have started i think here in the u.s is like people got together yeah. yep. and they protested and they stood outside of that's places where they worked actually the news right here yeah uh, they're talking about these workers are stop working together they're taking yeah. break at peak hours and they're mm. saying they're going to continue to take breaks, and they're getting a lot of attraction online. Everyone's covering uh, news about them. Yeah. So Shout out to those journalists. I bet that's a little bit of a, a, bit of a, risk. I mean, a risky a job, yeah. Especially if the big corporations have ties to the government, like you were saying in earlier episodes. The government trying to control. They don't want protests to spread. Protest does not lead to anything really well in China, so... Yeah. Uh, and this is in the mind of the government, yes. This is like Twitter of China, basically. Yeah. What's that? And it's pretty common when things like this get uh, deleted. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's really interesting because I, like in class, where we learn about like wage differentiation with unions, like when should people unionize? Yeah. Should corporations stop them? Or why would they stop them? Yeah. No, no one ever taught us about how would that make your life feel have a more purpose you know these yeah. are the stuff that they don't teach in the class exactly yeah exactly so it's, it's very special well you're paying money for class yeah. also so it, it is interesting it is interesting it is absolutely interesting and yeah yeah well uh, well it'll be interesting to see how kind of the situation unfolds because i don't know 
if there's I'm sure there's been plenty of cases of people trying to unionize in China before. Yeah, no, like Amazon's indestructible to unions. They just keep hiring different people. Yeah, but like I think there are people that unionize and then they got paid in some states. I'm not sure if it's all. Yeah, you're right. I d- definitely know there's different things for different states. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming together, and I think that's what people have to do. Yeah. Because same with Uber drivers and drivers. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't freaking care if I pay 25 percent more for Uber. Yeah, yeah. Like damn, like I no, I would be okay. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Like, yeah. Like taxi is gonna be 80, 50. Like I'd, I'd be down. Right now, taking Uber to school to the U. Yeah. It costs me like twenty, twenty dollars. I don't mind paying thirty. Yeah. Like man, give these people like money so they can like live. livable, livable wages, right? Give us livable wages. Yeah. Uh, it will be difficult for people to adjust and adopt. Yeah. I think this is only the surface issue, though, in terms yeah. of labor shortage. There might be deeper issue because what we really have to ask ourselves is in the next 20 years, how many jobs will be gone to automation? Mm. And what are we already have Drones. so many low skill jobs, you know? Yeah. Like most of these going to be replaced with more efficient. Yeah, what are what people just gonna start dying? Like, what are, well, yeah, what are people without jobs gonna do? They they just die? Do we just let them be homeless? Yeah. Do we no, we gotta. F- do we do freedom dividends? Like, yeah. What do we do? Because that's life. a question in our generation. What is that the we meaning of life? <laughs> oh, that's a gener- that's a question that every generation <laughs> have to answer. But yeah, we're gonna be living a time where everything we ever done is going to be more efficient than the human race ever done before. Mm. The price of efficiency is going to be something that we must talk about in future episodes. Yeah, that would be a good Definitely. Topic. Yeah, but that, I think, any questions so far? Any questions? I, I don't think so, no. But, I mean, this is, yeah, this is fascinating stuff. And the question that they asked in this piece of news mm. is... Right now, the platform is actually charging people more and more for delivery fees because the platform is getting bargaining powers, right? Interesting. They're, the, they're becoming a monopoly. This company. Yeah. They're. They are. They have a monopoly. Talking about are called Mate One, and they basically are a delivery monopoly. So every delivery is handled by them. If you want to fast, if you want to like get your. That's interesting. Food-related stuff. You know, sorry to interrupt you, but just oh, yeah. the when. Like you were saying, like, yes, you'd pay thirty dollars for an Uber, right? Yeah. But you wouldn't pay like fifty or seventy. I I doubt. You know, that wouldn't be feasible, yeah. at least not on a regular basis, right? So, when the consumer gets involved in kind of like the unionization protest part of all of that kind of rigmarole, mm-hmm. um, that's when then the big corporations should be scared. You know. That's the thing. That's the almost the polar opposite in China right now. Yeah. People are paying more. <laughs> and the workers are getting paid less. Damn. Sorry, people. So where did people. the money go? Where did the money go? Then that's the final question in this piece of news. Yeah. Where did the money go? I have a lot of questions about that in America, too. Where did, where the, did money the money go? Went, you know? Uber is expanding. Their stock is booming. Or not. I'm not sure. But where did the money yeah. go? 
Yeah, it's like the stock market. Yeah, we couldn't even get into that right no, now. But yeah. Right now. We, we, another day, another time. But yeah. Summarizing just crazy stuff. Crazy labor, technology, money, economy. Yeah. What is next? I need some change. Cool. Ugh. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to talk about Bella Porch for too long, but okay. um, I had i used to have a tiktok i had a dream no that's not weird like that um (laughs) i just kissed the mic sorry um yeah it did get weird all of a sudden but to make it less weird no i used to have tiktok i don't i think i was saying early episodes i don't really do socials anymore but so i don't have tiktok because i just go on it all the time but um i've seen just like bella portion like whatever media or youtubers i watch like reacting to things or something like that i don't even know but um then she was on the h3 h3 podcast and she talked to ethan and hila and it was super cool i watched uh, most of it she has like an interesting story she grew up like on a farm and um i'm trying to in in like a south pacific country i'm oh. forgetting what her ethnicity is i should look it up but yeah um really not the most important part of the story anyways she just had a hard uh like life growing up and kind of rose out of that as a tiktok star which is crazy yeah. but she got a record deal recently because she also is a singer and she has a song i don't know if you heard it it's like this ain't build a bitch you know what i'm talking about I have absolutely oh. no idea. Okay, well, I'll play it for you afterwards because, I mean, it's not like we're going to get copyrighted. But um, yeah. it's funny, and it's, like, basically, like, fuck you, man. Stop telling me what to do with my body. Um, and so it's cool. I feel like everyone on the Internet was, like, oh, shit, a TikToker who actually made a good song. Um, so go check that out. Yeah, that's kind of my spiel on that. And I think also just cool to support um you know artists that happen to be asian so it seems to see a trend that more and more influencers get famous and make a song yeah that's right. yeah addison ray freaking addison ray god all, all of them even joji was he an influencer though i feel like I that's mean, he, he was, was an entertainer an yeah he was He's build a population that follows you and then you make music and you it's like a bang for the buck. That's the way you gotta do that. Yeah. I feel like oh, she's Filipino, sorry. That's I was like the Philippines, duh. Okay. I couldn't think of what the Philippines was called for a second. I'm just tripping over here. It's kinda late. <laughs> yeah. Was was the point of this? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sorry, sorry, sir. Was your person? Was your story with the Malaysian dude? Well, I gave him some spicy sauce my mom made. Ooh, and spicy sauce. Yeah, he told my mom she saw this. So Ooh, plugging. Me to tell my mom that the spice was. Where did you meet this fellow? Oh, 
Sweet. I thought you just like m randomly met a dude at a store or something and was like, Why would I, let a I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, and I just didn't understand the context of the story. <laughs> yeah, I think we have to end the podcast now. Well, yeah, we'll talk about stuff. Yeah, go listen to those artists and watch them, and yeah, and think. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, David Cho, Stephen Yun, and Bella Porch. And shout out to Andy for bringing us the economic knowledge of uh, the Chinese labor market. So, we'll bring more knowledge coming up, coming in hot. hell yeah.